0: This is the World Industrial News for Friday, August nineteenth, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid.
1: It's going to know when to use the power, it's going to know how to use the power on individual reasons, and a lot of that is what we know technically. What we didn't know technically that was addressed by this bill is how to pay for it, because this is a lot of money to put into basically better living. The parallel to this is probably the interstate highway system. No state or city could have afforded a highway system that was so consistent across the US, which then furthered the idea of interstate transport and goods traveling by truck everywhere we're going to see the same effect on the new digital grid. It's going to understand where to allocate the power and it's going to have the projects in place to do these basically all at once. Because if you don't, it doesn't make that much difference.
2: Well, perfect, you just you just perfectly teed up my, my next question. Mona, you said you're going to get into it. Can you break down this bill for us? How do we follow the funds? What, what How do you see this progressing? Absolutely. And so so first off, um, Pat mentioned electrification and and the fleet. Um, This bill has 65 billion power and grid, as I mentioned, but there's additional 54 billion for water and wastewater infrastructure, 17 billion for ports and waterways, 7 billion set aside for resiliency, 64 billion for broadband, 16 billion for Amtrak. And the list just goes on. There's, there's $39 billion for public transit. Airports are receiving $25 billion. And then last but not least, the first electric vehicle charging federal spend in our history, $7.5 billion for EVs and then another $7.5 billion for buses. So I just, okay, I just need to take a sip of water after that because that's a lot of money that is going <laughs> from the federal government to the states. And so the electric sector is going to play a really prominent role in making sure, especially absorbing and helping bring about this electrification that the Biden administration has supported and wanted for so long. And in addition to these different pots of money that are at play, specifically for the power and grid sector, the U.S. Department of Energy is launching a better, building a better grid initiative. The Building a Better Grid initiative is an effort to encourage the modernization of the nation's existing electric transmission grid. And so there is a focus, you know, around the need for more transition, more grid resiliency in order to achieve the goals of the, of the overall bill.
0: To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Philip 66 may be looking at an even bigger role in the U.S. oil and gas midstream markets after it submitted a non-binding proposal to acquire all publicly held common units of DCP Midstream Partners LP for cash. Phillips 66's proposal to pay $34.75 for each outstanding DCP common unit likely is just an opening bid but could end with a significant expansion of its pipeline business. Industrial Info is tracking more than $1 billion worth of active pipeline projects from Phillips 66 and is tracking progress at more than 480 facilities across the U.S. that are owned or co-owned by DCP. While the power industry, with $1 billion in projects underway, leads Wisconsin in the value of under-construction industrial projects, it by no means dominates the state's industrial footprint. Other notable industries include petroleum refining and pulp paper and wood. In total, Industrial Info is tracking more than $5 billion in projects under construction in the state. Europe has lost another smelter in as many days as Norway's Norsk Hydro confirmed that the Slovalko aluminum smelter in Slovakia will close primary production at the end of September, impacting 300 full-time jobs. It comes hot on the heels of a decision by Nyrstar NV to stop production at its 315,000 ton per year zinc smelter in Boudal, Netherlands, beginning September 1st until further notice. And Brazil's presidential candidates have launched their electoral campaigns as the nation readies to elect a head of state in October, in what promises to be a polarized battle. Incumbent Jair Bolsonaro and former president Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, better known as Lula, launched their official presidential campaigns this week. The candidates represent opposing political spectrums and policies, polarizing the electorate and raising concerns. Concerns over potential violence in the country. The differences are more evident in the energy sector, where Bolsonaro has pushed for privatization while Lula supports protecting state owned companies. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.